0: tools for living, room to grow, a space of grace to become everything God wants us to be. You're listening to The Living Room Podcast with Joanna Weaver, Episode 49. Hey, you guys! Merry almost Christmas! (laughs) I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. You know, it's definitely different this year, but I just am asking the Lord that that our Christmases would be filled with His presence, even though (laughs) the presence and the family may look a little different this year. In today's episode, I'm talking to my dear friend Kelly Bellari about the beautiful rest that is available to us in Jesus. When He came to Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, He came to do more than just pay for our sin and secure our entrance into heaven. The Prince of Peace came to give us His joy and his peace right here in the middle of the craziness of life. So here we go.
1: Hey there, my sweet, sweet friend, Kelly Bellari. Welcome to the living room. Hey, Joanna. I'm so happy just to be chilling on a couch with you uh, from a distance, but we're yeah, hanging yeah. out together and I'm really happy to be here today. I'm
0: telling you what, we're we're abiding by all the social distancing. What is it, about two,
1: 3,000 miles <laughs> We're super social distanced. We're not wearing masks, but we are social distanced. That's right. That's right. You're in Florida, right? We moved. I'm actually in South Carolina now, but I'm still
0: South. You're very South and I'm in Montana. So yes. But you know what I love most about you? Is it Feels like every time we talk, it just feels like you're right there in the room with me. I just am so grateful for your friendship, my friend.
1: Aww. I know that so many. I'm not alone in loving you, Joanna. I if hey, if we had a an audience here, I just have everybody clap for Joanna. We all love Joanna, and that includes me. From time.
0: Uh... You're such an encourager. You're such an encourager. Well, I could not wait to get you on because I'm holding your beautiful new book in my hand, Rest Now, Seven Ways to Say No, Set Boundaries, and Seize Joy. And we we have been kind of journeying together. You've been holding my hand as I walk through my book project. And, um, and here all of a sudden is this gorgeous book that God just birthed through you yeah in so many neat ways and so it's been fun to have kind of a a little bit of a front row seat but what really inspired you to to write this book rest now
1: you know, Joanna, in the earlier part of my life, or not pre-college, I was the oldest of six kids and I had this really super over-responsible personality where I thought I was mother to everyone and needed to like keep my family together and make sure everyone went the right way and just manage everyone's world. And so um, it almost felt like life wasn't going to be okay unless I was managing it. And I actually mm. developed an eating disorder because I was trying to be everything to everyone. And ultimately, I did not know who I was. I didn't even like myself. I lost myself through this whole mentality. Uh, That's kind of the antithesis of rest. Over time, I found Jesus, praise God. I was healed of the eating disorder. But at the flip side of the coin, then I had these time periods where I was just like, I'm just gonna be with God. I'm just gonna sit with him and do nothing. And then I was like, okay, wait a minute. This is not rest either. Like I didn't have peace. And I'm like, what is this rest thing all about? You know, so uh, the book about rest now, Now is really a journey into spirit led rest. And Mm -hmm. it's about connecting to the heart of God, right? When we think about the vine being connected to the vine, abiding through Christ, it's how to activate that kind of lifestyle on the daily basis. And this is my story.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that because you know the reality is we are people with responsibilities and God has made us like that. In fact, He says that He's created us to do good works and yet, boy, it is so easy to live from that place of striving rather than abiding. What What would you say um, is probably the biggest lesson that you've learned about the rest that God wants to give us?
1: You know, I think one of the worst things in life is to be anyone other than who God created you to be. And for a large portion of my life, I felt I had to work hard to get things or to be more, to show myself, you know, a better performer or more beautiful or having that perfect house. And the beauty of rest is it really strips back the curtain on a lot of that striving And in that place of rest, as I sit with God and understand his heart, I can see, man, he doesn't love me for what I do. He loves me for who I am in Christ. And when you can realize how powerfully loved you are in Christ and who you are in Christ, you begin to uncover the reality and the power and the identity of who you are there's almost nothing that can stop you. You're full of life. You're content. You're at peace. That's really the fullness, knowing who God created you to be, and then you can take that out and love people authentically versus needing something from them. Like I need, I need you to need me. I want you to want me. Like we, mm-hmm. do, we feel that from people, and that doesn't feel like love. That feels like something operating from another realm. But rest is the recovery of self, the healing of self through the biblical truths of Christ when we invite him in.
0: Mm, That is so good. That's so good. You, You talk about seven ways that we can find this rest. Can you kind of unpack those quickly and then maybe we'll drill down on a couple?
1: Absolutely. Well, there's seven ways of rest. And really what these are are ways into Christ, right? Because Christ is the tr- the way, the truth, and the life. And ultimately, we want to walk into Christ Jesus because he is the Prince of Peace. And so the more we find Christ, the more we find peace. The more we follow Christ, the more we follow peace. So in a nutshell, there are seven ways uh, to come away i call them. The first one is weakness. Um you know, we a lot of us are afraid to admit that we're weak, but there's actually it says in scripture that Christ's power is perfected in our weakness. Uh there is humility, there's forgiveness as a way, focus. We then have our words, the idea of having less and then Christ in us.
0: Yeah. And I love you also mentioned the way of forgiveness, that we, you know, we're not going to have rest if we don't have right relationships. One of the ways that I'd like just to have you kind of drill down is is that first way, the way of weakness, because I think that seems so counterintuitive. We're so afraid of weakness, And yet here we are in the middle of a global pandemic and so much has been taken out of our hands. Uh, A lot of us have more time. We've been forced to rest and yet we're ending up feeling restless. How do we embrace the weakest, those weak places, those weak times and, and really find the rest that God has in it for us?
1: It's a great question, Joanna, because studies show that 57% of us are more anxious and 65% of us are more stressed. The reality is that we're doing more. We're having to handle more coming at us with, you know, coronavirus on social media. It's an onslaught of information all the time. And in biblical times, they didn't really have these sort of social media discussions and opinions and commentaries like we have today. So it's actually really huge. But actually, admitting our weakness creates room for God's strength to come in. And I just want to tell a little story because I just like this story. Um, I had a bunch of girls over to my house, and I had this beautiful spread of food. I had flowers out on the table. I had candles set out. I'm like, this is going to be a great time. Um, There was that one issue, which was this table that we had in our living room, and it had like all these marker marks all over it for my kids. I just one day just was like, I saw that they had already made marks on it. I'm just like, just go for it, kids. Just draw all over it, you know, with this moment of freedom, like, just go for it. Um, but so I did cover it with a tablecloth, but I only had four chairs and the chairs were just as bad looking as the table. And so when my girlfriends came over, there was probably about eight of them. They're like, where do we sit, Kelly, for lunch? Like they were just standing there with their plates looking around. I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) you know, sometimes denial doesn't make the problem go away. (laughs) It's just right there when you look at it again. (laughs) So uh, we kind of like just didn't know what to do. And then I finally just said, you know what, like, let's just sit on the floor. And so here we are, this amazing time together, and me and just a group of gals, we just sat on the ground. And the conversation that started to happen from that place, Joanna, was amazing. I mean, the women were looking at me and they were saying, Kelly, thank you for just like having us sit down on the floor. There's something so – um humble about this. And it's showing us that we can invite people into our imperfect homes. Like one girl was like, I'm going to have people over to my house now because of this. And it mm-hmm. became this connecting point of saying, hey, this weakness isn't a bad thing, but our hearts were connected to each other. And this reality of imperfectness was embraced. And there was a power that came forth and a freedom. And we just had the best time sitting on that floor together. So a lot of times the things that we're trying to hide from others are the exact things that are going to connect us to others. In fact, studies have shown that self-disclosure and admitting things going on inside of us actually increases trust and increases learning with others. And so the thing that we think is going to keep others from us is actually what draws them to us. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately connection with others is a huge point of rest when it is sourced from authenticity and uh True heart connection, as you and I know, Joanna.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, because it's exhausting wearing masks. You know, it's exhausting playing a part. And to be able to be real, to be able to be weak, I think that that's so powerful. Because also I think it allows us to get honest with God. And and when we're able to be honest with God, then we're able to tap into His strength rather than this lie that we have to have it. All together on our own. I love that.
1: Yes. I love and Joanna, this verse, Matthew 5, 3 in the message version. I love it. Okay. It says, You're blessed when you are at the end of your rope with less of you. There is more of God and his rule. I mean, mm-hmm. how encouraging is that verse?
0: That is so beautiful. Less of us. <laughs>
1: I, I I have thought that so often. I'm like,
0: Lord, if I could just get over me, wow, it would be so freeing. Because I think so many times we're, you know, if we're not trying to earn other people's approval, we're subconsciously trying to earn God's. And yeah. you and I have talked a lot about that, just that striving versus abiding. And here you are releasing a book in the middle of a pandemic, and it can be sort of like, Oh no! What it, I got to make something happen, but God's been doing something new in you. What is it? What is it feeling like inside?
1: Oh my goodness, Joanna! <laughs> the Lord has not given me permission to go about doing the work that I normally did. I mean, I would be a very, very hard worker, but imagine that he has a plan. He doesn't want me to be a hypocrite <laughs> I yeah. wrote on rest. And he's like, Kelly, receive your rest. <laughs> so yeah. um, I've been obedient, but I think in that space, what I realized is, you know, in this when, where I work. I get my results, but where God works, mm. He gets the results. And what I work through my own work, I have to maintain through my own work. Right. So, um, yeah, there's this beautiful place of surrender and just saying, "Okay, God, this is your message. You wrote it. I listened to your heart as I wrote this book. I know it's from you. It's for you. It's by you. It's through you. So go ahead and reach the people you want to reach with it, and do what you want to do. And uh, can I just tell you, Joanna, I feel so free. I am praying with my. Husband, for some different things he has going on, I'm much more um, attentive to my kids and not on edge because I'm trying to do all this stuff, and then I have to quickly transition to being mom. I am content inside my heart. I am connected with God through prayer. I'm overflowing in ministry. I cannot tell you um, what a soul difference it's made in my life. So uh, that's a work of God. That's really a miracle of God. it
0: really is. And so he did it. It is. It is because we want to be responsible people. And I think that that's sometimes why we struggle for rest. You know, when, when, when the Bible tells us so, tells us so clearly that, that the seventh day we are to rest, that the Sabbath is a gift to us. And yet I think we're so afraid. How can I do that? How can I take Uh, Sunday off or whatever day is you're using as your Sabbath, because what if I don't get everything done? And I wonder how many times fear is the enemy of rest in our lives. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Well, I want to just, there's something coming to my heart right now that I want to explain. And a lot of us might not even realize that we need rest. (laughs) Mm. Um, You know, we can have operated in the ways we've operated for so long that we don't even realize, A, what rest is. Some of us just think it's laying down on your bed or just reading a book in the living room. That's not really the sole rest that we're talking about here. Um, but the first step to receiving rest is realizing you have a need for rest. You know, I am tired. I am burnt out. I'm at my wits end. I am getting annoyed with people often. I am full of offense. You know, these are signs and signals that you may need rest. You know, it's there's a statistic that says 60% of people lie two to three times in 10-minute conversations I wonder how many of us might say, uh, you know, I'm fine when somebody asks, how are you doing? But are you really fine? Many people have read the book Rest Now and they've said, oh my goodness, Kelly, I didn't realize how bad I needed this message until I read the book. And now I'm reading it two times because I've got to go back through it again and and, and just continue to soak this, this stuff in. Um, and that's really, that's what rest is. You know, you go back and you soak. You're you're learning to soak and that's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about um, an interview I heard. It was, uh, oh man, so many years ago, Shailene Johnson was talking with Michael Hyatt on one of his summits. And she talked about being that really super productive person. And she just was so proud of the fact that she didn't need rest. You know, she could really make it on three to four hours of sleep per night. But then she had some health issues and she went to the doctor and they did um, a brain scan. And they said, girl, you're 36 years old and you have the mind of a 70 year old. Mm and she thought she was operating at all capacity because she was just getting so much done but it brought her kind of screeching to a halt of like i've got i've got to learn how to take care of myself and part of that was rest and and i think you know as believers there's so many facets to rest and i just appreciate that you talk about a lot of them you know that it's not it's not just spiritual rest but it's the physical it's and and, and it's also learning how to put some boundaries on our lives. And, and to be honest, I kind of have always had a hard time with boundaries because some people use them like as blockades. Like, no, I will not because I have boundaries, you know, And and I've seen them sometimes misused. But I love that you really kind of just show us how to use boundaries in a way that bring health to ourselves as well as to those that we love. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yes. First, let me just say that boundaries are really about creating a reserve of love so that you can observe the call to love. That's the goal.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: The opposite. So so boundaries essentially are borders, right? If you think about, say you take my book, Rest Now, and you open up the page, you'll see borders around the, the words, around the frames of the pages. Now, if You have the margin there. You have space to write your own notes. You can read the story without issue. But if somebody was to come and to take a magic marker and to draw all over the pages of your story, nobody would be able to read the story that God is writing through you, right? It would be a big old mess. So boundaries are about creating margins so that you can preserve the story that God is writing in and through you. The highest story, the story of his calling, the story of his purpose. Now, um, what happens is, is some of us don't have that margin or that white space in our life. And we say yes to everyone because we think, oh, I really should love, or Christ loves this way, or Christ gave his life, or I got to be a good Christian girl and I need to say yes, or I feel too guilty to say no. And then what ends up happening is we respond to people, we do the work, and then later we're like, we act passive aggressive, or we talk about the person behind their back, and they say, oh, I know I shouldn't have done that. You know, I'm so tired now. Why did I ever say yes? And we hate ourselves later, or we act resentful towards. The person, or we become bitter, right? My question to you is: If we do those things, is the original act that we did even truly love?
0: Right, exactly.
1: Is that even love? We try to do it to be loving, but in the end, what we're doing is we're not we're not loving authentically. And it says in scripture, if it's not done in love, what? Why the heck are you doing it? You know what? What purpose is it? It's not worth anything. And so, what we really want to do is create boundaries to reserve and preserve the authentic acts of love that the Holy Spirit is calling us to move out in.
0: Oh, that's, I like that. That's really, really good. So where do we start?
1: (laughs) Well, let me just tell you a story because I think it's helpful to think about it really practically. So I reached out to somebody who was going through a crisis situation and they needed some help. Um, I prayed with that person and I knew that that's the calling that God had for me. I did a lot of listening to them vent. I knew that was the calling that God had for me in that moment. At the end of the call, the person said to me, Oh, Kelly, can we? Like, I'd really love for us to be like really good friends now. And I I understood their heart. Like I understood that they needed someone to be there for for them. However, I had to acknowledge that part of my story is being a good wife to my husband at this time, doing the writing that I need to do, and preserving and reserving the love that I have in the friendships that God's called me to. I didn't really actually feel called to just go all in on this new friendship with this person. Um, and she also asked me, can I just message you and call you when I have problems? And again, that wasn't something necessarily I felt that God was calling me to be the person for her. Um, so Boundaries was to say to her, thank you so much. Like, I've really enjoyed this time, which which was 100% true. Um, but here's what I'm thinking. I want to pray with you for God to bring the right friendships in for you. And what I'm able to do is to have... Perhaps you can do me a um, a voice memo text for about two minutes long, and I'll respond back to you with about a two-minute response that we can kind of conversate back and forth um, with each other. And so that was a picture of boundaries. I said what I was able to do, and good boundaries are able to say, um, thank you. people for their requests, but they're able to say, I am able to do this, or I'm not able to do that because of X, Y, and Z. Um, They understand people's hearts and where they're coming from, and they can set those lines up to uh, preserve the highest callings that God is calling them into. Because if I had become that girl's best friend, and we were in the kitchen, and she was ringing me up while my kids are having dinner, and I was just endlessly talking to her about everything going on in her world, I probably wouldn't be a good mom. And right. so that's a picture of what boundaries look like played out in in a really um practical example.
0: Yeah, and you know I think the more the more we're um just you know spending time with the Lord, I think one of the things the Lord had to cure me of was this idea that I was supposed to be everyone's messiah, <laughs> you know, that I as a pastor's wife I needed to be the answer, giver, the fixer for everyone and and what that did was that set me up for failure on a lot of levels, but the worst was it set me up to let people down. Mm-hmm. And and so I had to start acknowledging, you know, it, it wasn't even necessarily boundaries as much as are my reality. The reality is I'm not going to be able to be that for that person. And the kindest thing is to say that honestly, like you just beautifully outlined, But I think the thing that I have learned over the years is also to be tender to those times when God does want me to step into a deeper relationship and to discern the difference. How do we, I mean, you know, we can get, either we can become knee-jerk yesers, you know, where we just say yes to everything, or we can become, uh, you know, constant knowers where we say no to everything. How do we discern? How do you discern the difference between those?
1: It's a very good question and it's super duper important question, right? Because I don't know about all of you, but at the end of the day, I want to know that I did God's will. Like when I get to heaven, I want to know that I did the things that Jesus created me for here on earth. And so I think Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30 in the message translation is a beautiful starting point for that sort of question. It says, are you tired? Yeah, what I see in this verse is a beautiful picture of how Jesus wants to walk right with us in everything, and he also wants to show us what to do and how to do it. Hmm. I think about Joanna, how Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. Yeah only did. That means there was things he didn't do. Right. Now we are today filled by the Holy Spirit. And it says in scripture that we are to discern thoughtfully what we are to do. And so my call is to connect with Jesus and to watch through the Holy Spirit what Jesus is calling me to do. And I'll normally get a sense of that, you know, like I'll maybe have a second where, you know, I really need to check in on that friend, you know, or that person, God is, is nudging on my heart that I need to meet with her for coffee. And we need to sit down and talk about some things going on in her world. Or, you know what, I'll be doing some writing and all of a sudden I'll, I'll feel that block come. And it's like, no, Kelly, you need to go outside and walk with God.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: It's not only, it's not just, it's what I'm talking about here is not self awareness, because that would be being in tune to your flesh, but it's Holy Spirit awareness where the sheep know his voice. They listen to it and they follow accordingly.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's been so freeing for me because as I kind of mentioned before, as a pastor's wife, I, you know, it's not other people's expectations of me as much as my own, you know, I want to be available to everyone and I want to help everyone. And yet the, just the reality is that isn't what God's called me to do. You know, he is the Messiah, not Joanna, who knew. And, and so, and I used to go to bed at night feeling guilty you know, about all the people that I hadn't reached out to or all the things that I hadn't done. And finally, one day I just said, Lord, you know what? How about, how about if we just do it like this? You tell me what to do Mm -hmm. and I'll do it.
1: Amen. And
0: oh my goodness, the freedom that came, all that heavy guilt and expectations and the shoulds All of a sudden became, no, you know what? If that's what the Lord wants, I know he'll show me. And it has been a lifetime of learning how to discern that. And some days doing well with it and other days going, I think I might have missed that nudge, Lord. So could you bring that opportunity around again? But boy, it's been really freeing not to have to be the answer for everybody every time.
1: Joanna, I have to share the funniest story with you that it's about you and I never told it to you, um, but it so goes in line with everything that you're talking about. And I love how you got to that place of just doing what God told you to do. But this is the story as it pertains to you. So I had to pick my kids up at like sharp at three. And I think maybe you called me at yeah. 2.50 one day. And I was like, I got to be there for Joanna. Maybe I knew that we were, we should be praying together or something like that, or there's something that we needed to connect on. And so I was like, I gotta be there for her. Like she needs, she probably needs me right now. And so I picked up the phone and you had some things to share with me. But Joanna, do you know what I did? I started, I saw the clock dwindling down. And it was like 257, 258. <laughs> so you were sharing, I just rattled off a whole bunch of advice based on what you said. And I said, okay, I gotta go now. <laughs> and I drove in the car after I hung up the phone with you, and I said, Joanna did not need my advice. Just needed me to listen and maybe to pray with her. And I went to bed that night and went through the afternoon feeling so bad because I said, Kelly, you know what? Why did you feel the burden, the obligation, the need to have to pick that phone up when you had nine minutes to go or whatever it was and to try to pressure talk this conversation? (laughs) Because I, I, because, and in that moment I could have said, "Oh, because I love Joanna." No, I mean I do love you, Joanna. But you know what? There was a need for Kelly to be there, yeah. for Kelly to have the. I end. know. And you know what? That's pride, and I had to repent of that, and really tell God, "I'm sorry," and I tell you, "I'm sorry," Joanna, because I wasn't <laughs> that great of a friend because of that reason. That was not authentic love. <laughs> that was performance, Kelly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. You know what, what's so beautiful, though, is even in our weakness, you're such a dear friend,
0: and I know that I got off the phone every time I get off the phone, blessed. But you bring up an important point, and that is the thing that you and I often talk a lot about is, you know, the motivations that can get so messy and, you know, worried that we're doing it for the right reason and la, 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 la. But that can become stressful as well. And so... You know, I think I'm kind of learning how to go. Okay, Lord, without your help, I'm probably going to mess this up. But help me just to be sensitive. So for the next time, you know. And I, I love that story. I love. I do appreciate. I, I have no idea which phone call it was because you've been there for me so often this during this writing process, and and God has used you often. But I agree. Like, what is my What's pushing me right now? What's making me think that I have to have all the answers? And uh, yeah, it's not its not the rest God has for us.
1: So, it's not.
0: so when you think about just those healthy boundaries of not having to be everybody's everything, um, being willing to say no so that you can authentically love, you know, I think there's a lot of mamas out there right now that are like, you know what, Kelly, I I would love to say no to some things right now, and I would love to have some healthy boundaries. But right now, I'm I'm having to work from home and homeschool my three kids. Uh, you know, try to get them online t- so they can get their schooling. And I, it's all I can do just to get dinner on the table. Where do I find rest? What would you say to those girls?
1: Oh my goodness. First of all, I would just say, I get it. (laughs) I totally get it. There is so many things that are pulling on us and drawing on us. But I also just want to extend to you permission to get those quiet moments with God. Even if it's like three or four minutes in your bedroom and you just call out to God, you know, then invite the Holy Spirit in. Invite, say, Father God, I want to connect with you today. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I want to connect with you today. And then just give your mind, give your heart a connection with God as you go through the day. You know, you can be washing the dishes and singing praises to God. You can be folding the laundry and praying. You know, those are great pictures. At the same time, I would ask you to also take an inventory of your day, right? What are the things that are have-to-dos, like you actually, like really, really have to do? And the other things that you feel that you have to do. Mm. Um, I want to remind you that Jesus did not feel obligated all the time. Okay. He healed only a few sick people, even though many were sick. Yeah. He left the Pharisees and all their questions to get in a boat and to cross the other, to the other side of the water there were times where he didn't answer every question. He didn't have a defense for himself. He didn't decide that he needed to be everything to everyone. He did leave Lazarus with with some days in there w- without bringing him back to life. You know, he waited. And so maybe there's some places where you can wait or maybe there's some places where you don't need to forge a defense or maybe there's some places where you can get away or ask for help. You know, these are all things that are available to you. And a lot of us, feel too guilty or too shameful or too burdening to ask for help. Mm. But you know what? Again, Christ's power is perfected in the places where it looks like weakness. And the idea of being over-responsible, who it really kills is often ourselves. And so those are just a couple pictures of how Jesus did boundaries. He also did things like he withdrew to the sea. He went off to the mountain. He went to the wilderness and he ate fish with friends. And so maybe you need to call together some girlfriends or have a prayer chat with somebody. Those are all really heart restorative actions that you can participate in and they can bring really immense amount of joy and peace to your heart. Those those kind of things are rest. So receive those.
0: I like that. I like, because I do think sometimes we have this preconceived idea of what rest is, and, and it could be, like you say, restorative. It could be those things that just kind of fill up our tank that we need to do. Uh, so good. You know, as you've been talking, I keep thinking about the verse in Hebrews, uh, 4, verse 9, where it says, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, and, and that we have to enter it. And even verse 11 says that we have to make every effort to enter it. So this this living from rest, I don't think it comes naturally. It's something that we've got to cultivate and choose. What what are you learning in your own life about when are there like some warning signs when you're not living from rest and when you are living from rest, the rest of God?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting too, Joanna. I just want to point out that. That let us, my version says, let us strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience that the Israelites did, which was ultimately grumbling and complaining. They were not mm-hmm. able to enter the rest because of their grumbling and complaining. Hello. Are there <laughs> any of us <laughs> <anybody laughs> who might land in that camp? I'm just saying, like, come oh, day man. in and the kids not going to sleep. I, yes. Uh, it's, it's real. It's real. And so, um, that's really a sign, uh, our attitude. There's a lot to be said for our attitude about rest. If you start to feel like I tell my kids, I'm like, you know, it's all about attitude. If you start to see that bad attitude coming out, yeah, a big ding dong that it's time for rest. Um, I love to, to think, I love returning back to Jesus because you know, Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Ultimately, Jesus is the Sabbath rest. And that's why there's seven ways in the book, because when we enter rest, we enter into Christ. And really we're entering in these seven ways are actually pictures of the Beatitudes um, broken out. And it, many of them are and so um, but I think about Jesus and he said that he was full of joy through the Holy Spirit in Luke 10:21 and he said, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy Yes your joy will overflow." That's John 15:11. So uh, the the do you know what Jesus wants to do in our rest? He wants to fill us with joy. Mm. We, we don't think about Jesus being filled with joy. Can you imagine? But he was. And we don't think about, oh, God has joy for us, but he does. And so, um, and maybe some of you can hear me. I feel pretty joyful. Um, I want that for you too. Uh, but you've got to be able to set things down and step away to connect to that Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 abiding heart connection with walking with Jesus, working with Jesus, watching how He does it, and learning those unforced rhythms of grace through that heart connection.
0: Yeah. You know, it, I think the thing that we keep, or at least I do, I keep forgetting is that this is the work that God wants to do in us. You know, it's not like he's out there going, I'm going to see if they can get this. I'm going to see if they can make every effort to enter my rest when really Jesus, like you said, he is our rest. He already made the way, but it's opening our hearts and opening our eyes to see those moments of like, Lord, I want to live. I want to live from that place of contentment in you. I want to live from that place of trusting you and you know we're we're actually recording this uh, interview on election day and there's just so much in America here that is up in the air we don't know you know we really don't know how everything is going to turn out and there's a lot of people that are really anxious there's a lot of Christians that are really anxious and I keep thinking you know what Lord if my hope isn't in an outcome, but it's in you, it really doesn't matter what the election results are, because my life, my rest, my security is found in you. But we have to keep pulling ourselves back to that spot, most definitely.
1: Amen. Amen, Joanna. That's the truth. Because ultimately, it, true rest comes down to, do we trust God to be protector, provider, yeah. right? And restorer? Yeah. Or are we looking at our circumstances, our actions, and our world to be those things? And my greatest moments are of prayer, I'll say, are when those moments where I'm just like, Oh my goodness, Jesus, you've you've accomplished the victory. Cause actually Jesus already did die when he died he said it's finished he has won for us rest he said my peace I give you my peace I leave you yes and so he gave us a gift of peace it's already ours we already have it are we gonna receive it that's that's another question or are we gonna hustle and go a thousand miles an hour and drive so fast that we have no time to look down at ourselves because we're gonna crash into something if we don't keep our eyes. On Everything else. And so um, there's a real invitation here. There's a real invitation here. The Lord wants to meet with us. Jesus has things to say to us. The Father has a heart to care for us. The Holy Spirit wants to console and comfort us. And we actually have a family in the Trinity. You know, we have real family connection there. Mm -hmm. And some of us are so longing because we have these holes of mother holes and father holes and this and that and trauma holes and drama holes, you know, and the Lord, he just, he wants to fill those holes with his love. And so that's the beauty of rest.
0: Yeah yeah well, and I love your book because it's just so it's beautifully written, but it's very practical and you give us a lot of, of tips and tid, tidbits and even exercises, prayers to pray. Uh, there's a discussion uh, discussion guide in the back so you can do it with a group of people. It's just a beautiful book, Kelly, and i I love how you're letting God write it. <laughs> in your heart and you're experiencing the freedom on the other side of just you know what lord i want to live from your rest i don't want to be restless well as we close i would just love it if you would pray for those that are listening um i know i know there are just so many different life experiences on the other side of this podcast. There are women who are in a really good spot and they're rejoicing. And there are women who are in a really hard spot and they're very afraid. And no matter where we fall on that spectrum, there is a rest that God has for each of us. Would you, would you pray over
1: us? Absolutely, Joanna. And I just want to note for those of you who might not be able to afford a book, like to buy Rest Now, on restnowbook.com, if you go to the free resources tab, I have a Rest Now challenge there. I also have a whole bunch of restful experiences that you can partake in because I don't want anyone to feel like they can't receive a portion of this message because of finances. So go ahead and check those out if you want. So I'll just begin and pray. Amen. Oh, Father, Father God, we thank you that you are our Father. We have a good, good Father. We have a good, good Father. We just thank you that there's no lack of time. Lord, you have all time in your hands. There's not a lack of resources to meet with you. You are equipping us and empowering us for every good work. We acknowledge that every good and perfect gift and work comes from you, Father. We release ourselves from the burdens and obligations for just a moment to connect with your heart. We ask for you to just restore a soul connection between us and you right now. Yes, God, we thank you for even Jesus said in Mark six thirty one, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. God, right now we receive that invitation. We set down our worries, our concerns, And we just rest in knowing that you are God. Yeah. That you care for us, that you're with us, that you're for us, that you surround us, that you're over us, that Christ is working in and through us, that the Holy Spirit fills us. Oh, God, we are so blessed to be your children. We just give thanks for you as our Father, Lord God. Thank you, God, that there's safety in this place of rest. As Psalm 91.1 says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And so we just rest in knowing that you're our cover. You're our hope. You're our fullness. You're our grace. You're our strength. You're our peace. You're our joy. And we just thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who died to take away our sins. And we just, again, abandon and surrender to Him today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: I don't know about you, but I sure needed Kelly's message today. Do you ever try to be the answer girl to fix everyone and be everybody's everything? Oh my goodness. It seems like that kind of goes into hyper-driving me during the Christmas season. And to be honest, I don't do it with much grace. In our daily Bible reading over on Facebook, uh, we read John 2 about the wedding in Cana and Jesus turning the water into wine, and I found myself praying that Jesus would reverse engineer His miracle in my life to turn my wine, W-H-I-N-E, into His living water, a sweet water that overflows whenever I'm jostled or bumped. A water that springs from His life in me, not the bitter water of my frustration. And to be honest, I probably need to take Kelly's advice and spend a little more time with Jesus right now so that I can get my life and my heart and my mind recalibrated with His I hope you'll access all of the wonderful free stuff that goes along with Kelly's new book, Rest Now. You can find links to her website over at JoannaWeaverBooks.com forward slash zero four nine. And hey, if you'd like to join us um, for our daily Bible reading challenge, we have a brand new one coming up in 2021. We'll be reading a chapter a day, and you can find us over at Joanna Weaver Books on Facebook. If you'd like to sign up for the free Bible reading journal that includes the reading schedule as well as space to record what God speaks to you, you can find it at joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash WGS2021. That stands for Word of God Speak 2021. It's my prayer that we all grow closer to the Lord this coming year, that as we allow His life to fill our life We not only find the rest that He promises us, but we find the peace and joy He came to give so that you and I live and love and lead like Jesus.